The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Here we are, uh, back for another episode, talking about our favorite sport and our favorite league, the English Premier League. How are you doing today, Adam? I'm doing great. You're uh, in the office today? I am in the office, yep. All right. So are you in the uh, big conference room there, or are you uh, in your, uh, on, at your desk? I'm in the big conference room. This is the, the quietest place, which is nice. Okay. So if any of you are coaches, uh, you can imagine where Adam is sitting. If you've been to the uh, Illinois uh, Youth Soccer Association headquarters, they've got like a big classroom there, big conference room, and that's uh, that's where he's broadcasting from. Uh, you can picture me uh, sitting in a palatial estate <laughs> in Mount Prospect, Illinois, because <laughs> I'm doing it from my home. And we are here to talk about our uh, favorite sport, which is uh, soccer. And I have, uh, oh, hang on one second. Uh, righty, we uh, have audio, and let's just uh, let's just kick right into it. Here we go. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Uh, I've, you know, we're, we've got a new audio system, and we're still working through some of the bugs. And one of the bugs is I have to uh, work this with my finger instead of a mouse. And uh, I'm I'm not that uh, I'm not that hip on the finger thing. Do you, are you a laptop finger guy? Or are you a, a, a laptop mouse guy? I'm a mouse guy actually. It's funny you say that because yeah. I act a, I'm a Mac guy as well. So I have to get okay. these extra what do we call these dongles? So these dongles on the oh. side of my thing here. So I have to do all these extra little gadgets to make everything work. So with the new stuff, I need another dongle. That's all right though. <laughs> It works out. <laughs> I have no idea what a dongle is, but uh, I'll, I'll trust you. Uh, so last week, the TV tip uh, that was the Man City versus Tottenham game, and boy, did that live up to it. Yeah, it was all right. Not a bad match. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I sat through that whole game and absolutely loved it. It was that, yeah. it was everything that Premier League football is all about. It was, it was just a tremendous game. I mean – you, you watch the game and you look at Man City and you think, how is anybody going to beat them? <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, they I are know. so good. I mean, the Tottenham very lucky to get the two goals. I mean, I'm sure yep. I'm sure they'll say that. I mean, statistically, you know, 30 shots to four, uh, three. <laughs> I think it's kind of ridiculous. Um, it, I think one of the shots was like a, a, a shot from a halfway mark. That's right. They counted Remember that. Harry yeah. Kane. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to score from halfway again like he did in the preseason. Right, but, right. exactly. But, yeah, it, what a tremendous a Man City just looks so good. I mean, I think I even tweeted it out in the first half that Sterling was going to be the player of the year already. Um, yeah. Uh, and then as soon as they said that, he actually was pretty crap, actually, to be fair. He was pretty average <laughs> after that. So it must have been. Well, you know who different. the player is on, on that team, as far as I'm concerned. Though. It was just an absolute joy to watch is Kevin De Bruyne. Yes. He is so good. And, they, you know, they didn't even have him last year, basically, for most of the season. Right. And you can see the level of what he brings. You're absolutely right. I mean, he set up both those goals. I mean, he, he's got a, a wand of a foot, as they say, as our buddy Arlo yeah. says. I mean, he is 
so good at swerving and curling the ball into the right areas, finding that killer pass, set up that first one for Sterling, and then and then the second one as well with a great ball in. And it was like the same spot. It was like you could yeah. see it happening. It's just like, why are you not marking him? Why are you not? Okay, he's going to – and it's a goal. So, yeah, yeah. it's – um He's such a tremendous player. I know they missed him last year. I think he's just going to take him over the top this year. Now, do you think it's fair to say that VAR uh, played a role in this game at all? I think so. I think so. I mean, to be fair to Man City, they had enough chances to win the game. And I think Pep came on after the game and just kind of, you know, I think he was very happy with the performance. I mean, who wouldn't be? But uh, yeah. but just disappointed with the way it finished with, with kind of the mess of – of VAR there, which kind of changed everything. Yeah, you know, he actually seemed pretty at ease with it. Uh, you know, I, I think when your team is as good as this team, you don't worry about dropping a couple of points here and there. Although, you know, last year, Liverpool only lost one game all season, and it came down to goal differential. You, you just never know. Even a game early in the season like this, could be the difference. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's going to be tight. I mean, like we mentioned, I think, in the first couple of shows, I think it's really a two-horse race. There's no nobody else that's really close. I mean, you think about Tottenham finishing fourth, they're probably in that top four again in terms of yeah. teams. Uh, but yeah, I just I think I think it's going to come down to those two matches when they play each other. You know, who who wins those? I think it's going to be a big part of it. I just see Liverpool dropping maybe a few more points here and there, considering uh, their season right. rather than Man City. And they're not as deep, um, you know. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty deep, but they're not as deep. And watching that Man City game, they're bringing in as uh, as their. Uh, replacements you know jesus who you know scored that goal that was uh you know called back a var yep. they brought in uh who else uh mares mares yep and davis uh, yeah i mean come on that's ridiculous no it, it, they they <laughs> they've gotten stronger i mean in, in terms of what they've added they've added an even better play in rodrigo or rodri the the holding midfielder he started yeah so he's keeping out one of their better players from last year Fernandinho, so he's not playing. So they literally have. Oh, I forgot about Fernandinho. <laughs> That's another one. Yeah, he didn't even play, and they got, and Sane is hurt. And Sane is injured, and so they they just got so many good players. And I know Kyle Walker is playing really well because they they've just signed another player as well in his position. So he's under pressure, and I think that's what's <laughs> that's what's really quite nice about the team is that there's so much depth on each position. Each team, right. each player is fearful of losing their spot. They, they're like, what am I going to do? If I don't score, what's going to happen? I could lose my spot. So, yeah, that's a good point. You know, and, and, so the, and it's the perfect situation for any, any manager, any coach, because he's like, yeah, well, he's not doing it. Well, I'll just bring him in and put him in. So <laughs> it's, it's, he, he's, he's in a no-lose situation. Well, they are fun to watch, I must say. Uh, you know, and they're even playing against a great team. Like, I think Tottenham is a great team. They were in the in the finals of the uh, Champions League, right? That's right. And I, I think Pep, Pep even told them the second best team in Europe. Right? <laughs> so, right, I don't, which is clearly a slam against Liverpool. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So I, I think uh, I, I wouldn't say that. He's just being nice to uh, Pochettino and the group. But I, I think looking forward. Tottenham's got some work ahead of them, um, especially with they the do. way they had it. And 
you know, their biggest concern is probably Ericsson. If Ericsson leaves, that could be some big yeah, trouble. He's such a key player. Well, you know, and, and Harry Kane, who is their their big star, I think he touched the ball like five times that whole game. It was, uh, you know, it was a dominant performance, even though it ended in a tie. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad for Harry Kane. He just didn't get the ball enough. I mean, whenever he did, right. he always had, you know, look, he looked good, but. Poor guy just can't get the touch on the ball when when Man City has it. I don't. I'd like to. I'd be interested to see what the possession uh, was, but I'm sure it's pretty high. Don't you think Man City should sign Harry Kane? Yeah, <laughs> might be there. Yeah, <laughs> then you might as well just give him the trophy right there and then. Absolutely. Yeah, let's have a third. All right, let's third top striker they have. Yeah, let's talk about your your team, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They they faced Leicester. That was a also an excellent game. It was a one to one draw. Um, Lampard still looking for his first win, but it was kind of emotional. I don't know if you got to see it on TV, but his dad was up in the stands and, you know, the fans were obviously, you know, completely excited to have him back as their, as the manager Yeah, and they took the lead and, you know, he was all smiles and I think in the second half, the team was not very good. Yeah, I think the emotions started off. I mean, those first 10 minutes, wow. I was like, wow, these, these guys look fantastic. They came out of the box. I'm like, it could be four or five, nothing after 10 minutes. And uh, yeah. I, like you said, the emotions were really high. I think what was great, you know, obviously the, the fans love Frank Lampard. There's no question. They're extremely happy to have him. And, uh, is he your all-time favorite player? He's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. I mean, in terms of how he uh, portrayed himself on and off the field, what he did for England, yeah. I mean, everybody can associate with Frank Lampard and the and his work ethic. He was one of those, it's probably fair to say, he's probably one of those players that wasn't probably the most talented, but he just works hard. You know, he was always the guy that would stick around training afterwards working on extra stuff so he's that type of a player so i think that's why so he's like a coach's yeah exactly he's like one of those guys you know it's uh whenever they call him in he's the first one to sprint in with his knee in front of you what do you want to what do you want me to do coach you know so he's like that type of a player and that and you need those players and and a leader and a leader as well Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a little bit but you know he's he's a leader in and that's why i think the fans love him because they can associate with him and he's one of them and that's what's nice about it. So, uh, you know, the the Super Cup game, did you get a chance to see that? I did. I did, yes. I, I thought that was an excellent game also. And, and Chelsea played quite well against Liverpool. And obviously it goes to, to penalty kicks. And mm-hmm. nine, of nine, nine of them made out of ten. Yeah. That poor kid yeah. that didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah, Tammy Abrahams. It was a tough one for him to miss. You know, he wanted it. He put himself in that position. Um but, you know, always tough when you miss that one. He kind of felt like it was, it was going to get down to that type of right. a situation. Well, that's, I I, I've been there. There's nothing worse than missing a penalty kick. But I don't know yeah. if you saw a moment on the sidelines where uh, Klopp and, uh, and Lampard were joking around. Did you see that? Okay. They were laughing. I did not. It, it was right after the – it was right after they finished the, the overtime. Okay. And okay. – and, one of the English papers reported what it was they were talking about. And, and here's what he said. Um, uh, Lampard asked uh, Klopp, where do you play and when do you play next? And and Klopp said, Saturday at Southampton. And Lampard said, oh, congratulations. 
<laughs> that's great ouch that's great. if you're so tempted ouch yeah, I know. you're absolutely right that's funny that is funny hey adam looks like we got to take a break we'll be right back i'm howard sudbury along with steve baskerville and on the next back to you we're going to be joined by arlington bugler monica benson and monica what are you going to tell us you're going to tell us about some of your experiences weird experiences as the bugler there? I am. I'm going to tell you all about my secret life of bugling. There's a secret life. Secret life, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. And Steve's going to tell us about his secret life. Of retirement? Uh, well, another thing. I don't want to get into <laughs> it right now. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. A Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like Brian Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits. <laughs> and we're back. All right, so let's talk about another penalty kick that was uh, in the news, and that was just yesterday, recording on a Tuesday, uh, on the, the Monday game, the Wolves against uh, Man U. And Man U uh, and the Wolves were tied one-to-one, and there was a penalty, and it was kind of weird, indecision on the field. Uh, did you did you see that? Were Pogba and... Yeah. and uh, and uh, Rashford? No, who who was it? Yeah, Pogba and Rashford. Yeah, those the two were the two involved. Yeah, and I tell you, it's actually all over the papers. I've been reading the newspapers this morning, and it's definitely the big discussion point. Um, and and especially because I don't think Solskjaer's come out and really done a good job of of kind of giving the, the correct information or being honest, right? Because uh, he said. He said that the two of them are designated penalty takers. Now, Which, that doesn't make any sense. It's kind of strange. You know, yeah. I, I kind of understand to a point where he's coming from, where he's saying that, you know, whoever feels it, you know, you know, maybe one of them takes it. But really, I think it comes down to, uh, this is my opinion, I think it comes down to really Pogba and his ego wanting to just take that penalty kick. He got fouled. He jumped up and wanted to take it because yeah. the week, week week before against Chelsea, Rashford just slotted it very nicely, not even an issue. Right. So, so for me as a manager, I would say let's keep it going. Rashford, you got it again. You didn't miss. Keep taking those penalty kicks. So it's a really kind of a strange situation. Um Rashford, I think, was playing it cool as well, and the fact that he let Pogba take it. But I and think Pogba Pogba... is the captain, right, of the team. Well, no, he's actually not. I don't know if he's the captain anymore. He was. Um, actually, to, yesterday it was De Gea was the captain of the game. It's actually oh. Young. Yeah, Ashley Young is actually the club captain. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so Pogba was the captain for a few weeks last year, and they took it away from him. Oh, I think that's Marino, right. The, the Mourinho gave that's him the right. captaincy, and then they took it away. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he's, he's still a leader on the team. I mean, there's yeah. no question. He's he's one of the top top dogs. But 
it, it, yeah, it was like you said, it was a strange situation. Um, if he would have scored, not an issue, but he missed. And obviously that consequently lost, uh, you know, really that lost them those two points uh, when they could have easily won that game uh, 2-1. But as someone who's been coaching for as many years as you have, don't you think that the decision on who takes the penalty is the manager's decision? I totally agree. That's what that's one of the first things in up on the board. I know when I was coaching, I'd have, you know, certain players that were set up for corner kicks, free kicks, those and always up on the board was penalty kicks. This guy takes it. This person takes it. So it was already re, you know, set up so they knew that that person was going to take it. And sometimes obviously we'd have to have a backup if that player was off, injured or whatever. Sure. That's a whole different story. You know, if Rashford's not in and Pogba steps up, I don't think it's much of a debate. Right. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it was kind of a frustrating uh, situation. I think that uh is trying to kind of do a, a, a PR move and trying to kind of make sure everything's okay. And, and to be fair, it's probably made it a little bit worse. <laughs> it's such a tough gig, man. It is. It's, such a tough gig. it's not easy. Uh, that's why they get paid the big bucks, right? That's exactly yeah, it. That's a good point. So there are three great games that we talked about. All, all three games ended up in draws, which means there are only two teams left that have perfect records, and that's Liverpool and Arsenal, uh, believe it or not. And, and and that's it in the entire Premier League. Yeah, they were, yeah, no, you're right. I and mean, it would be great if they played each other. Oh, maybe that might be a TV tip. Hey, who knows? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, you're absolutely right um, with those two teams uh, playing against – playing um, at a pretty good level. They're just, they're just getting the results. And, right. uh, you know, it's still early days. Still early days, yeah. Uh, four teams have zero points. That's Aston Villa, Watford, Newcastle, and Southampton. Now, I, you know, it's early, but have you seen anybody that that you think has got a chance of making a crack into the top six uh, that are, you know, other than the top six for the last 15 years? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because looking at those teams, you know, we talked a little bit about, I think even at the start of the year, I think Leicester was a team that could potentially do it. I really actually liked how Leicester played after the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought they, they showed a fair bit. Um, and really Everton is probably the other team that is probably going to push to get in that top group, uh, of teams. So I think those two teams are very similar. Wolves as well is another team, you know, with a couple of draws that they have, The probably the disappointing teams being Watford because they haven't won yet and they had a good season last year. So I, I would say probably Leicester and Everton and then and then potentially Wolves as well. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be following the rest of the season um, and uh, we will uh, give you all of the updates as we go along. For but sure. first, uh, we'd like to talk about uh, uh, my favorite thing here is the foreign tradition. Let's play that. And now explain that foreign tradition, please. So this is this is what I do when I watch these games. I I listen to the announcers, and I um, make notations to myself of words that uh, should be incorporated into American announcers' uh, spiel because I so prefer the English announcers to the American announcers. And I'm trying to I try to figure out what it is about these English guys that uh, is better 
than the American ones. And I think it's the adjectives. Yeah. It's the use of adjectives. And this week I heard just one of my favorites. Um, there was a goal scored. I don't remember which game it was, um, but this is how he scored, Adam. He caressed the ball into the corner. <laughs> he caressed it into the corner, which I think sounds a little bit sexual, but it's a nice little extra spice. Yes. An extra spice into the game. Yes. Which is something that we absolutely need. I agree. I agree. I mean, like you said, the adjectives make it. You know, they they make and describe exactly what happens. And, uh, you know, our friend Arlo is, is, is a genius at that. He's really a really good commentator in terms of kind of painting the picture. And I think we go back to this and it goes back to, you know, your, your history in radio. I think a lot of these commentators um, started in radio. And I think that helps right. them when they do the TV commentary because you have to be a lot more descriptive when you're a radio announcer as compared to a TV announcer. And so I think that's probably helped them with their with their adjectives. Is Arlo well-known in England? Um, I, a little bit. I mean, I would say he's massively popular. I think when I was growing up, there was a couple of commentators that were renowned for it. One was uh, a commentator called John Motson, who's still around. He does a little bit. But he was he again was great with adjectives, but he would come up with some obscure facts. I think the biggest thing that was the best thing about him. He would talk about, yeah, this guy, he just got married last week to a Turkish immigrant who is uh, <laughs> the wife of a judge in Egypt. You know, just crazy stuff that you're like, man, how does he know this stuff? But, you know, those are the things that, you, you know, they do their research. And I think that's something that they do. And I think. Arlo, I think he did do some commentary for the, the national uh, television stations in England uh, before he moved over to NBCSN. But I've been massively impressed with him. I would definitely put him up there with, with some of the top commentators that they're using today. Yeah, he, he makes it he, – he just makes it more fun to watch. It's, it's a very important element to uh, a broadcast. Yeah, and I think they have good color commentary too. I think yep. all the people there that they have with them – um, do a really nice job as well. So that makes a big difference. I like Lee Dixon. He's yeah. he's he's a guy that kind of just uh, you know spews whatever is in his mind. <laughs> yeah, he, no, you're right. And Lee's good. He's really good. I think he's come along a lot. You know, I remember him as a player. He was part of the uh, the back four at Arsenal for a long time. That was uh, and, and had a really good career. To be fair, probably should have played maybe a bit more for England, but. At the same time, he was going as a right back against Gary Neville, who's actually another pundit on some of the TV shows in England. So he does all the right. punditry. So it's kind of funny that uh, they're both now pundits and they were, were once fighting for the same position as right back for England. I actually watched a video of Gary Neville this week talking about his favorite player in the uh, in the Premier League. And it's the one that I was talking about earlier in the show, and that's Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's, all right. he's good. We're going to do now the, the Name the Player quiz. All right. And now, last year we did quizzes about the teams. This year we're doing quizzes about the players. And as I mentioned last week, I'm not going to take the 14th player on Newcastle. These are all star players. And I'm going to give you clues. And as, a, as, a, as, the, as the clues become a little more obvious, you're going to obviously get who it is. So the earlier you get it, the more impressive. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to start. He's from Milton Keynes, England. Okay. Milton Keynes. 
Keynes, Milton Keynes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. He, he's Milton only played on one Premier League team. Hmm. He has played on the English national team at his age level since U17. Wow. He scored a goal in the game that sent England to the semis in, in the World Cup in 2018. Oof. Wow. He wears a shortened version of his first name on his back. Shortened version? My goodness. You got me on this one. His father is Nigerian and his mother is English. Oh, is it uh, Alex Oxide Chamberlain? No, it is not. Oh, okay. Uh, he wears number 20 because he's twice as good as a number 10. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. You got me on this one. The number 10 on his team is the best player on the English national team. Okay. So we're talking about Mr. Delhi Alley. Very good. Very <laughs> good. That was a, it was hard. That was tough. That was tough. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the big star players, though, isn't he? He is. I guess he's probably he hasn't played this year. He's been injured, so that's probably right, why he's, he is. There you go. He kind of tripped me on that one. I haven't I haven't said his name at all, so that's the thing. Yeah. But you're right. That was good. <laughs> that was tough. Oh, thank you. Uh, I did some research. <laughs> I didn't know anything about him at all. <laughs> I, I knew his mother was uh, or his father was Nigerian. I think that's the only thing I knew. Yeah. And I always wondered what his why his um um why he doesn't have his last name on his jersey, but we talked about this before. That seems to be, you know, you can do whatever you want, basically, right? I, I think so, yeah. Whatever feels comfortable. And I think it goes back to the the Brazilians, you know, they all do that, you know, William right. is all that stuff and some of those other Brazilian players. But his his, his real name is like Embogdeli. <laughs> it's okay. like a long... <laughs> Deli is not the full name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we got you on one, sort of. You eventually got it. So we're going to do the uh, next segment on the show, which is this. And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. You like that? I, I, audio? I'll tell you what, I'm impressed. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You so carry that around with you. I, I think I should. I should just walk into the house with that. I'll just play it on the Alexa when I come in. Hey, what's going on? Well, let me turn Hello, on my kids. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny. We, it's funny that you know, there's always the intro music, and sometimes we have the Alexa by the uh, by the door of our house. And sometimes I would just play it. I would say, Alexa, play Oasis. So then I'd walk into uh, Noel Gallagher and Wonderwall playing in. Oh, Dad's home. Okay, great. It's great. So yeah, you have to try that. All That's very people, dramatic. Yeah, it's great. But you know, everybody wants walk-up music, right? So now you got sure. it. Sure. So well, I never leave the house, so it wouldn't work for me. <laughs> I'll just go out and come back in. Yeah, there you go. When the kids are all there, that kind of stuff. When when Bridget's there, you can walk in. Oh, Dad's home. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. So, what's going on in your office? Anything? Uh, anything big this week? Yeah, we got some. We got some interesting stuff. So tomorrow, we're excited. So it's actually uh, Illinois Youth Soccer Association night at the Red Stars game. So I'm heading out to the Red Stars game tomorrow. 
Um, I heard the Red Stars are doing a lot better with their attendance this, these days uh, since the World Cup. They've done really well. Um, I think they got a great um, uh, amount of uh, of coverage after the World Cup. I think there was 17,000 for that game, which was tremendous. That's great. Yeah. Um, so we're expecting hopefully a decent crowd. Obviously, midweek, it's going to be a little bit tougher. But the uh, the exciting part is they're playing Orlando. And a certain uh, Alex Morgan plays on the other team, so I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> that will bring out a few play, uh, a few extra parents and kids to the game. Plus, it's Illinois Youth Soccer Night, so that's always exciting. So I know uh, uh, Mary Jane is doing the coin toss there before the game. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so that's going to be fun for for her. So she's been practicing in the office to make sure she does it correctly. And uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, so we've got that, and then we have. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot of people there. Hopefully, you know, like I said, if it, who are some of the American play, or the uh, the national team players that play for the Red Stars? Yeah, so you got Julie Ertz is probably the big one. Uh, so she's there, and then the goalkeeper Alyssa Nair is there as well. So those are probably the two the two big ones that you're going to hear. Those are big ones, yeah, for sure. So they're going to do it, and then they have arguably probably the best striker in the nation, uh, probably even I would say certainly in the in the world, one of the top strikers in the world in Sam Kerr, who played for the Australian national team and oh, scored a bunch right. of goals. Um, so I'm excited to see her play. So we've been lucky enough to go down and watch training a few times and uh, see them train. And so it would be nice to uh, see them in a, in a big game situation. So, yeah, looking forward to a good night tomorrow. So that's going to be the big one. Um, and then we've got, uh, obviously, courses always going. Uh, we've got a, a D license starting this weekend. And then also, um, you know, coming up here, September the 4th is what we've got our coaches meeting. We've got the referees coming in. And then just a reminder for those teams that are interested in playing in our Junior Cup, which is kind of the precursor to the State Cup competitions. September the 6th is the uh, the deadline for that. So if there's anybody who wants to play at the U11, U12, you know, the 9v9 uh, in an Illinois Junior Cup competition, which is always fun. Love to have those oh, I, this is is this a new thing? We've had it for a couple of years now. Yeah, um, starting okay. to get uh, a little bit more interest. We used to do it in the spring, and so we pushed it to the fall just because I think it's a little bit easier with the weather. Um, and then it's just such a jam-packed spring because right. of you know all kinds of things going on. We're, we're finding out that there's less weeks. It seems like we already have our state cup and everything else going on. Um, so sure. we kind of pushed it to the fall where it seems like there's a little bit more time to squeeze a few more games in. So, so yeah, so those younger teams are, you know, want to get a kind of a taste of what the state cup and president's cup will be down the road. That's a, that's a good start for them. Okay. It's time for the important part of the show. Probably what uh, people tune in for. Uh, it's time for Adam's TV. Tip. Now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. tip. I think I know what it's going to be. Yeah, I know. It'd be nice if the top two teams could be playing this week. And <laughs> by golly, we have the top two teams. Yes, so we've got Liverpool versus Arsenal. That's going to be on Saturday. It's the later game, so it's going to be live on NBC, which will be great. 10.30 a.m. kickoff. Should be an absolute corker of a match. Um, not a cracker. Not a cracker, just a corker. Um okay. But you've got Liverpool at home at Anfield, always a, a great atmosphere playing against Arsenal for, uh, for, for sole contention of top spot. 
So yeah, if whoever and, wins, and that. if Arsenal's anything like their uh, their team last year, they can't win on the road. Yes, that's right. That's right. Now, I'll be honest. I think Arsenal's got a good chance. I think uh, if they can work out their defensive frailties, I think they're going to be right there because offensively they've got a lot of power. There's no question. They do. Uh, you know, if David Luiz can kind of clean things up for him in the back and you never know with him, he could be good one day and rough the next day. <laughs> but if he has a good game, that could, that could push Arsenal over the top and – and they could be top of the league. I haven't said that in a, a long time. Arsenal top of the league. Yeah, but they used to be uh, in that area all the time. That's right. I mean, right. yeah, the early years of Arsene Wenger, after he kind of figured things out, they had, well, Lee Dixon was one of those players that was a big part of their team. Tony Adams, Nigel Winterburn, Steve Ball, that was the back four, David Seaman, the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, those are, that was a good side. Thierry Henry and... Some really, really good players, Dennis. Still the only undefeated team in Premier League history. That's right. The Invincibles, that's what they called themselves. Yes, it was was pretty impressive. And they had some good players, like I said, Thierry Henry and Seaman in goal. You know, it all starts with those centre-backs, Tony Adams. He was the the guy that kind of put everything together. So, yeah, it was good. It is is good for the Premier League when Arsenal is good. I I agree. They're just just one of those teams that... that you know they have a giant fan base, not just in England but around the world. And so when they're good, it's good for it's good for the whole league. I think. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's nice to see them up there again. Hopefully, uh, they'll have a good season. Hopefully, they'll finish behind Chelsea and we'll be in good shape. <laughs> if, if you'd like to find out more about Adam, you can check out uh, the website. He's the uh, Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Uh, director of coaching. If you'd like to find out more about me, I'm the publisher at Eckhart's Press, E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z Press.com. And I'm also the co-host of the Minutia Man podcast. Uh, we'd like to uh, extend special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits. Uh, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Torn testicles. <laughs> the brattiest kid ever. Pig semen shampoo. A German who played for the Cubs during World War II. Rick's brush with German. Werner Klemperer. And we go up to Milwaukee to the uh, Bobblehead Museum and Hall of Fame. And we talk to its CEO, Phil Sklar. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. <laughs> Tony Lasano Podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, creating a car that Aston Martin never made, plus a true family truckster sells for big money. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.